0: you leave here today, Ephesians chapter 6, let's start with verse number 10, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles and workings of the devil, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age. We wrestle against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In other words, we're fighting a battle that you really can't see the enemy. It's a spiritual battle. Let me read on, verse number 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And everybody said, God, add your blessing to your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. I also want to just, before I get too involved in this Word, Marlene I want to say to you that we thank God, first of all, for revealing the problem with your dad. Clarence had five-way, I believe, five-way bypass. Uh, just um, Friday, Friday night, Friday. Recently, he had five-way bypass. And uh, I got to see him yesterday and I made him smile talking about how many more tomatoes he's gonna plant. And, um, but I want you to know and your family that La Palma Christian Center is in prayer. I mention that because I doubt very many even knew about it. It was just so sudden that he, but no heart damage. His heart, he did not have any heart damage because God exposed something so it could be fixed. And I I just think he gave us a miracle. I really do. I really do. And I want you to know that we're just going to continue to believe for a speedy recovery for Clarence. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about being properly dressed. I'm not talking about the suit of clothes you may have on today. I'm not talking about what you wear to work, what you wear to school, what you'll put on to go to the mall. I want to talk to you about being spiritually dressed today. You see, the Christian life is one of constant conflict. Some are very discouraged by this. They were hoping that once they came to Jesus, and they accepted God's gift of life and love, that all the problems went away. That's in Willy Wonka land, that's not here. That's in some la-la land. Now listen to me, we are heading to a place where there'll be no more pain, there'll be no more suffering, there'll be no more sorrow, there's no more tears, there's no cancer in this place, hallelujah, we are headed to that place in heaven But while we're here on earth, there's going to be some problems. There's going to be some conflict. How many understand what I'm talking about this morning? In fact, you shouldn't be surprised at all that there is an ongoing issue that seems to be coming your way. Jesus, after all, said in John chapter 16 and verse number 33, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace, Now, in this world, however, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah, we are in a constant state of conflict. There will always be a battle going on. I see the gift of the the constant conflict in three ways. We have a conflict with the world. Don't underestimate the allure and the draw and the power of the world. Many, many Christ followers have given up following Christ because of the draw and the allure of the world. That's the the first conflict that I see, just the conflict with the world. We're in the world, but we're not to be of the world. There's also the conflict with the flesh, Don't underestimate the power of the old man. Within every Christ follower here today is a very selfish entity, the flesh, your old man. The Apostle Paul, it was so powerful and so strong, the Apostle Paul, the one who wrote most of the New Testament, he said, I have to die daily. How many believe that if the Apostle Paul had to die daily to his flesh, that maybe we also should be praying that our flesh would die? You ought to be doing a funeral every morning that God gives you breath and say goodbye to the old man and let the Holy Ghost live in you. The flesh is selfish. The the flesh wants his or her own way. And there will be that constant battle and conflict with the flesh. There's also the conflict with the enemy. We determined on last Sunday night, although most already understood this, I thought it best to make it clear. There is a real enemy. Satan is a real entity, and he is after you. He's got a plan for you. A spiritual battle is raging all through the believer's life. Every day, Satan and his demonic forces are at work plotting and planning your demise. Do you know that even as we speak, traps and snares are being set while you sit in the sanctuary? There's an ambush awaiting you. What are you going to do about it? Now for the good news. Anybody ready for some good news? Come on, somebody say, Pastor, give me the good news. Hallelujah, I'm about to give you some good news today. There may be a battle raging. We may be at war. The enemy may be at work, but we are equipped to win. You are equipped by God to win every battle that you fight in. Oh, yes. The captain of the army is leading in the fight, and he will lead us to victory after victory after victory because if there isn't a fight, there can't be a win. Do you ever think about it like that? A fighter's greatest asset is his enemy. Evander Holyfield... He couldn't have any victory unless he had an opponent, unless there was a foe, unless there was somebody else in the ring to fight with. And with every battle that comes your way, that means you're just going to have that many more victories, that many more notches in the spiritual belt. What spiritual belt are you talking about? I'm glad you asked. I'm about to tell you that even though we are equipped to win, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to win. What I'm saying is, you probably know just like I know, many believers, Christ followers, that seem to stumble all the time and never seem to get the victory. They're always defeated, they're always depleted, they're always down and out. You ever know anybody like that? Don't look around the room, just, just in your heart, nod. We've all known people like that. Maybe we've even been that person to somebody else. I'll tell you, they were equipped to win, they just weren't dressed for battle. I say it's time to get dressed for battle. Ronil, could you help me today, buddy? Oh, look at this handsome young man who's getting taller every week. Praise God. I thank God for you and your family. You're going to be my helper today, if you don't mind. First of all, to get dressed for the battle, we need to be putting on the belt. Yeah, this is a good belt. It's going to look good on Ronil. Look at this. What is your waist size, son? My goodness, this thing wraps around you three times. My lord. Look, see? Sorry. Do You know how many years it's been since I had a waist like that? I think I was in third grade. All right. bow of truth. You could just kind of stand like that. See, you're gonna get, you're gonna get listen to me you're gonna not get superpowers right there's a lot of the, the the hot craze right now is the comic book heroes right and they're making them into movies every every comic book hero is going to eventually be a movie trust me on this but they all have superpowers don't they well when you put on the belt of truth you don't get superpowers you get supernatural powers hallelujah there is a difference And if you will dress yourself appropriately every day, Roniel, as well as everybody else in this room, you will have supernatural ability. Hallelujah. Woo! You ought to strike a pose, somebody, and say, I've got supernatural ability flowing through me. I'm dressed for battle. I'm properly adorned today. You can have a seat. I'm going to keep on dressing you, though, okay? Look at this, verse number 14. God, help me get through this today. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth. Hallelujah. Why truth? Why is truth one of the first things that, one of the first pieces of armor that we're encouraged to put on? Well, because the devil is a liar. Somebody say the devil is a liar. Come on and turn and tell somebody the devil is a liar. With just a little bit of attitude and even maybe snap your finger, tell him again the devil is a liar. Come on now. I think it's just healthy sometimes to encourage those around us and say the devil is a liar. They think they're going to lose their house. They think they're going to lose their car. They think they're going to lose their mind. You need to just tell them with your belt of truth on the devil is a liar. Because that's what the Bible says. The Bible says in John 8, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks, it is a lie. He speaks from his own resources for he is a lie and he is the father of all lies. This is why, because the only thing the devil knows is dishonest. What is the world producing today? There's a lot of dishonesty, isn't there? How about truth? How about girding up your waist with truth, integrity, and character? Now the belt of truth will help to oppose the liar that Satan is and all the lies that he speaks Remember that he is a liar, and he can't speak anything but a lie, so if the devil's talking to you, it's a lie. He'll never speak truth to you. He'll never whisper in your ear something that is good for you. It'll always be a lie, because he is a liar and the father of lies. Now, I found out something interesting as I studied this out for our time together today. In Bible days, the belt was worn to keep flowing robes from getting all tangled up. You know, they wore those long robes in the Bible days, right? Well, they would actually wear a a belt at certain times which would kind of cinch up their robe and keep their robe from getting tangled. And at the very first Passover night in Exodus chapter 12, look at what verse number 11 tells us. It's just giving instruction on what they're to do on this first Passover night how they're to eat it, when they're to eat it, and just all of the details, but this struck me. It says, and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, so that you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. What this was suggesting and what this was mandating even to the people of God was you need to have your traveling clothes on at all times, and be ready to move. The belt was essential to keep them from being tangled and tripping and and then stumbling and not being able to get out. Ready at a moment's notice, uninhibited, and tangle-free. How many believe that dishonesty has the potential to trip you up? Uh Uh-huh. Well, I tell you right now, dishonesty will get you all tangled up you need to put on the belt of truth so that you are tangle free and you're ready at a moment's notice you never have to retrace your words retrace your thoughts or retrace your actions never because you have put on the belt of truth as you do every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and we do it on again and again and again and over and over and over. It's just part of our daily routine. Putting on the belt of truth. No one has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. No one. Because if you tell one lie, what do you have to do? You've got to tell another lie to cover up that lie. Then you'll need to tell a third lie to cover up those two lies. And by the fourth lie, you've already tripped up and it doesn't even match up with lie number two. You can't keep all that. Nobody has a good enough memory to be a successful liar. The belt of truth will help us to be truthful in three ways. Write these down. Number one, with ourselves. You've got to be honest with yourself. Don't don't lie to yourself. Be truthful. I like what 1 John 1 says, verses 7, 8, and 9, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth, look, 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 look. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. The belt of truth will keep you honest, keep you truthful with yourself, first of all. With God, how many believe that it's a good thing to be honest with God? (laughs) I think, see, see, I think that's a good thing. We ought to be honest with God. God is all knowing. He's omniscient. He knows everything. We should be honest with God. And finally, we're to be honest with others the people in our families, the people that we work with, all those around us. A dishonest believer almost an oxymoron, isn't it? It's like jumbo shrimp right there. A dishonest believer. That's the biggest turnoff to the world. Somebody that's cheating on their boss, cheating on their wife, they're cheating on the family, they're taking hours away, they're, they're clocking out early or they're just leaving early and not clocking out. See, that's, it's, it's dishonest. We've gotta be honest with others in our lives as well. Put on the belt of truth. Come here, Ronil, we're gonna to continue to get you dressed today. Number two, let's see here, yep, yep, yep. What's the second one say? Huh, oops, sorry, look at that, you're looking good. Number two, bring that up again. Who's up there? Jackie, the breastplate of righteousness. Does that feel good? Give me that pose again. See, you're getting supernatural ability. <laughs> Go ahead. Whatever you're feeling now. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling. Because I'm just telling you, you know, when we, when we, when we're superheroes, right? We put on this armor, something happens. But it's not superpower, it's supernatural. Supernatural power. What's what's the purpose of the breastplate of righteousness? What would you think? Just off the top of your head. Why would you need why would you need this? Okay. But what is it protecting? There we go. Thank you, O'Neal. You can sit down. I got one more piece before we leave today, but. He he hit it right on. The breastplate of righteousness is protecting your heart. The heart. Do you know if your heart doesn't continue to beat and the blood is not flowing properly to your heart and from your heart, you know what happens? You're dead. That's why I say uh, God gave us a miracle with Clarence no heart damage and able to open up those arteries. He's gonna, he's gonna be more active now than ever. He's gonna have more oxygen flow and more blood flow than he's had in a long time. With a five-way bypass, five-way fix, wow. Having put on, look at this in verse number 14, the breastplate of righteousness. Don't just assume that, uh, you know, Your your mommy or your daddy's going to dress you. When we're little, our mommy and our daddy dresses us. But when we start growing in God, this is all still part of the growing in God study that we're doing, by the way. We're growing in God. Daddy God is not going to come and dress you. It says you are to put on the breastplate of righteousness. And remember this. There is no good to be found in you on your own. There is none righteous, no, not one. In fact, Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 64 and verse number 6, we are all like an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses, they're just like filthy rags. You You can't be good enough. You can't do good enough. You'll never look good enough. It's only in the righteousness of God. And when we, Devin, when we accept God, and accept His Son, Jesus, then we get His righteousness. We do that by faith. We just say, I believe. Then we get the righteousness of Christ, but we actually then, strangely, we become the righteousness of Christ. Did you know? You are the righteousness Christ. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have become that. So this piece of armor is critical, folks. We need it. It should serve as a reminder that we're just filthy rags and all that we do is nothing. But when we accept Christ, then we have the ability to do right. By the way, righteousness, just shorten it down to the first five letters, R-I-G-H-T, right. What's righteousness? It's not this high and lofty theological word that is unattainable. Righteousness is just saying right, talking right, doing right, acting right, loving right. <laughs> it's just doing right, it's right. That's righteousness. It reminds us as we put this on, as Roniel put this piece of armor on, no righteousness in him, but with God I be actually become righteous. And it also should remind us that somebody else needs this righteousness. When you put this piece of armor on tomorrow morning, which I know you're going to do, and not just tomorrow morning, but for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, let it be part of your routine daily prayer. Pray on the armor. Pray it on every day. Many in this room already do this, but you should be praying on the armor every day. There's just something about it. It reminds you as you put on that belt, as you put on that breastplate, as you put on the shoes. Somebody else needs this as well. So how do we then take the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus? How do we carry that to someone else? Is this by osmosis? Is it just uh, magically transported to someone? No. We carry it. You'll probably need to kick your shoes off for this next piece of armor. We take this righteousness and the goodness by shotting our feet. Bring up point three, please. The shoes of the gospel of peace. That's the best I could do. But aren't you thankful they match your jacket? Go ahead and just slip into those the shoes of the gospel of peace. Go ahead and strike your pose. Look at that, I'm loving this. Verse number 15, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You're looking good, you're about (laughs) half-dressed. Thank you, O'Neill. No, you gotta keep it on until, I don't know. Just, just for a little bit. Yeah. What is the gospel, by the way? Gospel? Come on, somebody holler it out that knows it. <laughs> it is. It really is. The gospel, by the way, it just means good news. If you're taking notes, just write that down. Gospel equals good news, and isn't it good news? Isn't it good news? Do you remember when you first heard the good news? Do you remember the day that you accepted the good news? Does anybody actually remember when you accepted the gospel and when you gave your life to Jesus? Anybody remember over here? Do you remember the day? Do you remember the year? How many remember when you accepted the gospel? When was it? 1991, she finally accepted the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Miss Bonnie, when did you accept the good news? 1951, on February 13th, what a way to go into Valentine's Day. Hallelujah! Accepted the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When did you accept the good news? 1971, when did you accept the good news? March of 91, when did you accept the good news? Another February 14th. I love it. Anybody else, do you remember when you accepted the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? June of 1969. When did you accept the good news, Yvonne? 1953. October when? 93? 2003, I'm sorry. Wow, you're kind of new then. Love it. When did you accept the good news? 69, I hope you know. Dan, when did you accept the good news? 19 and 44, my Lord Jesus. When did you accept the good news? 1988, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The good news is the gospel of peace. I accepted it in in 1982. I just had my 29th birthday on this past Monday, November the 14th, 1982. I surrendered and I accepted the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And look at where it has taken me. Look at the journey that, that this gospel has taken me on. But it's a gospel of peace. Isn't it interesting, though, it says the preparation you know what, if you're not dressed for this, there's no way you're going to take this righteousness and this goodness and this gospel of good news to to the ones who need it. I believe, I want you to hear this closely, I believe that every day there are multiple opportunities that God, God encounters for every one of us to share the good news. I believe that every day there are just that many people who are lost. And I believe if we will just put on our shoes, shod our feet with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, we could just be praying, God, uh, lead me, lead me to conversations, situations. Lead me to individuals. The gospel, our shoes are ready, our feet are ready. Blessed are the feet of they that bring the good news. Right? How many want your feet blessed? I want blessed feet, blessed feet, taking the good news of the gospel of peace. One more time, Camille O'Neal. Pimo, I want you to help me, if you will. So, we start off, just can you hold that up a little bit, with this belt, belt of truth. I'm having a little bit of fun with Roe Neal, and I just I want to help you remember, that's all. But think about it tomorrow morning. As you prepare your day, pray this on. The belt of truth. It's also interesting, the waist, it says to gird your waist, fortify your waist. The waist is the area where the organs of reproduction are housed. We are honest and truthful, we will produce honesty and truthfulness. We will reproduce honesty and integrity. The waste is also the area that houses the organs for elimination bladder, kidneys, colon, everything that is not honest to be flushed from our bodies. It needs to be eliminated as wasteful. How many of y'all with me now? Right? Every healthy body needs to have a routine bowel movement. The belt of truth will help you to reproduce what is honest and right, and it will also help you to eliminate everything that's dishonest and wrong. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. What a good heart you have. You really do. You get it honest. This apple hadn't fallen very far from the tree. What a great family that the Tesoys are. Lynn and Roel, Ro- 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 you have produced quality children, both in Roe-Neal, Roe-V, and lynn Godly children, you should be proud. You've got a good heart. But unless you dress yourself properly, son, the enemy's going to be firing at you, and he's going to target this area of your heart. Dress yourself appropriately. Make sure that you put on the breastplate of righteousness. And these, I just can't get over this now. I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but Butler donated those to the cause today. I know. Can't get out of them quick enough. Think about it like this, thank you buddy. Think about it like this. We have an opportunity, if we will dress our feet appropriately, it'll, it'll keep us out of trouble. Because <laughs> sometimes my feet take me places I, I should not go. Come on, right? Dress ourselves right. I've I got gospel shoes on today. I'm gonna take the good news to somebody. Somebody in turmoil might get peace today. Bow your heads all over this room. Father, we thank you for your word today. It is rich, it's powerful. You've sent it with an assignment. We're praying that we would grow in you, grow in knowledge, grow in grace, grow in love. But yet too many times we head out. We're not appropriately dressed. Maybe just partially dressed like Ronil today. He's really just half-dressed, spiritually speaking. God, help us every day to let this become a part of our routine prayer. God, I put on the belt of truth. God, I put on the breastplate of righteousness. God, I shod my feet today, and I'm fully prepared to take the gospel, the good news of peace to those who need it. This, how I believe, God, that we will be well-prepared to not only fight in the battle, but to win the battle. Give us the victory, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. In my bag of tricks, there are three more pieces of armor, and I'm not pulling those out until tonight. You need to be here and hear how we can be fully dressed. You're never fully dressed without the full armor of God, not a smile, that's Annie. She says you're never fully dressed without a smile, I say you're never fully dressed without the full armor. Put on the whole armor, come on somebody, say the whole armor. Get here tonight at 6.30 and we're gonna learn these next three pieces. Everybody standing, amen. Pastor Moses dismiss us in prayer please. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, God, of being able to come into your house. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that you have given us weapons, tools that we can use against the enemy. Father, we thank you that we can be victorious and walk in victory, Father, every single day of our lives. Father, I pray that we would walk, Father, with truth. Father, that we would walk in your righteousness, God, that we would walk with the gospel of peace, God, on our feet. God, that we would spread the gospel of peace wherever we go. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to give you a quick announcement, everybody. Um, I want you, if you can. You know what? Just before we leave, I do want to pray for Pastor Luke and Robbie Joe. Let me get my elders real quick. She's getting the kids. Good, I wanna pray for them too. Elders and pastors, would you come? Folks, they are just part of our family here and um, I love, I love what God is doing in Pastor Luke and Robbie Joe. And uh, this new chapter, this new door that he has opened. Butler, would you go get Robbie Joe? You could do your cricket sound if you want. Thank you. (laughs) We get so uncomfortable with quiet, don't we, in the house of God? It's all good. Let me encourage you when we conclude this prayer we are going to leave the life group fair open for about 30 more minutes for those of you who did not sign up and would still like to um, I, I would encourage you to sign up very very quickly because they're filling up and it looks like we're going to have to already recruit uh, and, and train some more facilitators and some hosts and so that's very exciting uh, new and exciting things are ahead for us just new life. Amen. New something. Robbie Joe Monahan, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. I just thought we want to pray for you guys before you go. We love you so much and are thrilled to be a part of this great, great transition for you. Amen. Amen. So go ahead and anoint them, Pastor Jack. Somebody stretch your hand forth, everybody. Let's just pray blessings, favor. Father God, we are so thankful for Pastor Luke and Robbie Joe, for Grace and for Luke. We thank you, God, that first of all, they were a part of our lives and always will be. They are a part of our family, Lord. You have enriched this house by the Monahan presence, Lord. And we pray now, God, that you would lead them We pray, Lord, for a new opportunity, Lord, a new anointing, God. We pray for giftings that may have been sealed and shut off to all at once be opened up, God. Let Pastor Luke operate and function in a new way, in a new anointing, with new giftings, God, that you have put in him, Lord. We pray your blessing on them. We ask for your favor, Lord. We pray for your protection on them, Lord. May they flourish in this new place of planting. We give you praise for it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. We'll look for you tonight. Until then, go into the friendship room, sign up for one of the life groups.